You are listening to the Mentoring Success Group Radio Network exclusively on TalkZone.com. We're back from our commercial break, and we're talking with Ken Pash from Penn State University Smeal College of Business about how we can use our own personal competitive nature as leaders and business owners to gain a competitive advantage in our business world. A very interesting article that came out in the headlines here today in the uh, Detroit area about uh, 22% of the people that leave a job leave because of the ineffective leadership of their uh, immediate boss. Dean Atchison, I don't know if you know that name, but he said, he was a statesman, and he said, strong men can accomplish a lot, even with poor organization, but weakness at the top cannot be overcome by the best. So some of that 22% that you're talking about is probably a group of very good people who are just frustrated to beat the band because they can't get anything done because the person at the top is not leading and the person isn't showing the way forward and where we're going to go and how we're going to get there and why it's important that we go this way. Those are three questions that I think a lot of people wonder whether they voice them or even consciously think about them, I think subconsciously most people want to know that if they are in, it, in any way, shape, or form believing that this organization is the place for me, at least at this point in time, and I want you to help me get to where I want to go, and I'll do the same thing for the organization when you do that. And so when you have poor leaders, those people are just left in the cold, and they just they get too frustrated. And they're going to go find greener pastures, so to speak. So we've talked about the letters S and L from your acronym of SLAM. So let's talk about the letter A. Okay. Uh, and I'd, I would like to come back to the leader because that's my favorite. But <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, but the A. The A is very simple. Uh, the administrator. No jobs done until the paperwork's finished. And you know what? There's going to be certain reports that have to be produced and prepared. There's going to be certain documentation of this and that that has to be done. And a lot of us don't like that because it's boring, it's routine, it's repetitive, it's mundane. And you know what? It's a tough role, but it's got to be done. And so we have to understand whether we do it or we farm that out to people that are really good at it, that paperwork is critical. It's vital to the organization's success and it's vital to the organization's history so that people can understand where we were and where we are now and how did we get there. So you got to play the administrator role as well. So what about M for management? M, very basic, the one that uh, I teach here at Penn State, and it's the one we concentrate on more than anything else, is helping people understand uh, very good managerial processes. We have one of the best supply chain management uh, departments in the country, and we get people to understand how to squeeze every nickel out of that supply chain system, which is so vital, especially now with transportation costs just skyrocketing. And do we stay with the just-in-time systems and all these other pieces? How do we manage in this kind of an environment? And how do we make sure that we efficiently use the resources with which we've been entrusted? Because those resources are, are vital to the operation of the organization. Now, people, like we talked about the leader role, what's the difference between leader role and manager role as it deals with people? Well, people bring resources to the organization. They bring their time. They bring their talent. 
They bring their skills. They bring all those things that come with them that a leader can watch and work with and lead those people, but a manager actually has to make sure that those things are used efficiently. So all these roles deal with people, not necessarily external resources like oil and other raw materials and all those things that are defined in that process. But people do have resources as well that they bring. So we have to make sure that we effectively manage those resources that the people bring. So, so when it comes to the leadership role, Ken, what what do managers need to know about themselves as a person, their strengths and their weaknesses, to be able to compete more effectively or to become more successful within their organization? Well, I think the first thing that they have to recognize, one, is that they do have these four roles. And there's significant difference between the S, the A, and the M, and the L. The the supervisor, the administrator, the manager, they can all be appointed. I can tell you that you are the person, and these are your direct reports. I can tell you the resources that we've been given in order to accomplish whatever our goal is. I can tell you what reports are necessary. The one thing I cannot give you is the leader role. You have to earn it. You have to go out there and you have to prove to people that you are the person that should be in that position of authority. It's a hat I use in my seminars that you wear always. You can take your manager's hat off on Friday night at 5 o'clock if that's when you quit work, but you can't take that leader hat off. And I think that's where a lot of people get into trouble is they believe that, hey, my private time is my private time. Well, our activities in our private time directly relate to what happens on the job because a leader role is not something you do, it's something you are. And so you have to understand that you wear that role, that hat for that role all the time. And so your activities are being monitored all the time. And so if you try to play in this role, like during the week, you try to be one person and on the weekend you're a different person, uh, your people are going to figure that out and they're not going to trust you. And you are the one that is telling them the direction we need to take. Because most people are not visionary enough to be able to see the organization needs to go in this direction. Is some is someone that is autocratic in nature a, a failure at leadership? Not necessarily. Too many things are situationally based for me to just say that an autocratic person is a bad leader from the start. Because an autocratic leader might come into a situation where there was total lack of discipline, total lack of direction, and total lack of an understanding of where the organization was headed in the past. And sometimes you have to have an autocratic force that brings people back to a baseline that gets people to understand, hey, these are the rules, and these rules must be enforced. Now, is it typical that an autocratic leader can autocratic and be effective for a lengthy period of time? No. But I can't say directly that an autocratic leader is necessarily a bad leader. It depends on the situation. But most people do not respond well be- to the autocratic typical functionings. And, you know, let's face it, most autocratic leaders use fear. And fear works on a short-term basis. Fear does not work very long, and fear does not work in terms of getting the most out of your people. Because to get the most out of your people, you have to get to their creative juices. And most people, that those creative juices are cut off 
if I'm autocratic and I don't allow input and I don't allow any creativity and I don't allow you to come and tell me how you think the organization should go. So the autocratic leader is not usually very good on a long-term basis, but I have seen some people come into very difficult, trying situations in the short term with an autocratic approach and bring the organization back to some baseline, some center line from which another leader can come in and then take over and take the organization where it needs to go. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. What are some of the symptoms of a poor leader? Uh, I typically go into the organization and I ask about the leader. When we have a situation where I think that the leader is the problem in the organization, I typically go talk to the people. And the things I hear from the people are very simple. We change directions daily. We have no clue what needs to be done next. We have no idea where we're going. We have no focus. We have lots of meetings at which nothing gets done. We have lots of people that are getting uh, motivated in the exact same way regardless of their results. And I think this is a huge one. It's amazing how many leaders have no guts to say, hey, Sally, you are doing an incredible job. And the average raise for the company this year is going to be picking up a 3%. But you know what, Sally? You're doing such a good job, you're getting a 10% raise. And then you got George, who is the biggest slug in the world, and many leaders would give Sally a, maybe a 4 or 5% raise, and George a 2.5% raise. Not much differentiation there. And so what you have to understand is Sally needs to get that 10% raise or maybe more. And George, why is he getting a raise? But so many leaders have no guts and they're not willing to take on those tough fights. They've got to understand you've got to differentiate your people and determine who are the best. Because if you just have some mealy-mouth standard and then expect something great in terms of results, why? And so that's what I think. one of the things I think we have to recognize it is we have to differentiate, and we don't. It's time for another brief pause and a word from our sponsors. We're going to be right back after these messages to continue our discussion about how to refine our personal leadership skills. Your Competitive Advantage is sponsored by TopSportSupplies.com. It's your adventure. Now is the time of year to begin planning your outdoor expeditions for the coming summer season. While you're at it, don't forget to visit www.topsportsupplies.com. Whether you're planning an expedition in a wilderness area or an adventure to a remote corner of your backyard, Top Sport Supplies has over 19,000 tents, backpacks, apparel, binoculars, hunting equipment, camping, and outdoor gear in stock. Best of all, you can shop from the comfort and the convenience of your home or desk. TopSportSupplies.com. It's your adventure. 
Are you continually looking for ways to achieve a competitive advantage for your business? If you aren't, you certainly should be. Take a moment right now to go to the mentoringsuccessgroup.com webpage and sign up right on our homepage for my hard-hitting newsletter named Your Competitive Advantage. Every other Monday, I email you a newsletter that's packed with information that you need to know about and a discussion on why this is important to you and to your business. Go to www.mentoringsuccessgroup.com and simply enter your name and your email address. It's that simple. Can you afford to be left behind the competition? Do it now. www.mentoringsuccessgroup.com. It's your competitive advantage. You are listening to the Mentoring Success Group Radio Network exclusively on TalkZone.com. If you are a small business and you don't have a dedicated IT staff, it's very difficult to achieve any sort of an ROI from an investment in computers, software, and technology. So I need to take a moment to introduce my friend, Chris Mensch. Chris is an expert at identifying and implementing technology solutions in your business that maximize a return on your investment. He knows how to integrate e-commerce as a profit center for your business. If you're looking for ways to become even more efficient in your business, take a moment right now to call Chris Minch at 814-746-4406 to ask him about the competitive advantage that he's helped his clients achieve. That's 814-746-4406, or you can visit his website at www.mentchconsulting.com. MenchConsulting.com